the outlaw mud show drive-in for over 50 weeks the revolutionary force in sports entertainment podcasting welcome to and my name is joe o'connor i am in the middle of the ring and i am waiting for muhammad fatty to show up yet he is nowhere to be seen we're supposed to run down last night's show I don't see him anywhere. Typical Mohammed. He's probably in the back right now being bit by Kenny Omega. Maybe he's into it. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I don't judge. We'll see what happens. So I'll have to do this show all by myself. So last night we started off with the women's war games match. And while it was kind of a cluster here and there because they overly use a lot of weapons i do think it was actually a very fun match uh, bianca's team is basically certified megastars with the exception of mia yim that's not a knock on mia yim she's just you know let's face it not a megastar yet uh, but, you know alexa bliss oscar becky lynch Bianca Belair, all megastars in the WWE. Uh, the heels, you had Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley being essentially like late 80s heels of just kind of doing their own thing on a Survivor Series team, and I loved it. With Nikki on top of the shark cage and Rhea, you know, doing her lifts inside. Damage Control was doing great. Um... Basically, everyone knew their part in here, kind of with the exception of Alexa Bliss, and that's not enough for her. She just really seems disinterested, uh, basically, in the whole entire thing right now. I do feel that we are going to get Bianca versus Nikki as kind of a mini feud for December before she moves on to whomever she moves on to at the Royal Rumble. I'm assuming Rhea Ripley. Um which means Ripley and Medium will have time to have their blow-off match. I do think that Alexa and Asuka are going to face off with Damage Control one more time just because they've been really building up Asuka and Io. Which, by the way, that moonsault that Io did was pretty scary this time. Uh, not sure how well that actually connected. There were a few moments in the match that was kind of like that where I was like, E. Looked kind of nasty, but it still looked better than anything really in AEW, I will say, as far as risky maneuvers go. Um, and then the other feud I think is coming out of here is going to be Bailey versus Becky, which might be an extended feud. Um, I think that might actually get a few matches out of it. Um, right team won, Becky Lynch getting the win. Um, yeah, super fun match. Uh, don't really have too many complaints outside of the risky maneuvers. Next up, we had AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. Every single wrestler should be watching this match because, one, it told a story inside and outside the ring. Outside the ring with the storyline, but inside the ring was just pure bliss. It was two guys who flow together perfectly. 
They are so fluid in the ring, so smooth. They make it look easy. They told a story. They had psychology. That was fantastic. Um, they are probably two of the five best wrestlers in the world today. Um, and they knocked out the park. I love their entrances. Uh, Finn with his little Daft Punk mask and AJ with his kind of like a gimp mask of sorts. Um, really the best way I can describe that with that what the placement was on that one. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a fantastic match. Probably the best match of the night from a pure technical standpoint. And then we had Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi Blackheart. Quite the opposite. I am a fan of both. I think Ronda has her moments. She's not the best. Like She's not anyone who I'd want to run up by like an action figure of or anything. But I think she is a great talent, um, especially as a heel. She's starting to really know her role. Um, it's a little forced here and there. I think Shayna definitely has the better advantage as far as being the heel goes. Shotzi, I love as a character. Um, but, God, in the ring, she is still pretty sloppy. In uh, this match here, really exposed her. It definitely looked like Ronda had to take control of this entire match, which... It's a shame because, let's face it, Shotzi has wrestled probably hundreds more matches than Ronda has. Um, been in the business a little bit longer than Ronda has. But Ronda was definitely felt like the veteran in this one. Uh, maybe it's time that Shotzi goes back to NXT. But the bad thing with that is if they keep the roster split, that's just another talent off of SmackDown because SmackDown is definitely the B show as far as the women's division. There is they they, they may have like the universal title and like the tag titles more so than Raw. But since there are two women's divisions, Raw's is definitely the top tier main star roster. SmackDown is a little bit of a joke. Um, not sure if uh, Ronda's going to be moving into a feud with Raquel next. Kind of seems likely. Um, and I should mention with AJ and Finn, not sure exactly where they're going to be heading quite yet with either faction. If they're still going to maybe be feuding since Mia and Rhea seem to still be in a feud. So I don't think we've seen the last of that. And then we get Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley. This match was pretty awesome, I thought. It definitely makes the U.S. title feel like a world championship. All three guys came out feeling like stars. I love the finish. Austin Theory getting the win. For everyone that said that Austin Theory got buried a few weeks ago, which he did not, that was perfectly plotted. And right now, Austin Theory getting the United States Championship victory at Survivor Series over Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley 
with Roman Reigns being mainly on SmackDown. This makes Austin Theory the biggest heel on Raw. Because this United States Championship is different than what he held a few months ago. Bobby Lashley elevated this title. Seth Rollins elevated this title. And even though Bobby Lashley beat Austin Theory for it, Theory winning it here just feels different. This has just made Austin Theory the man on Raw. Um, where is the feud go next? I honestly would love it to continue with all three and add in Mustafa Ali. You could even add in Dolph Ziggler if you want. Um, we could get like Christmas Raw episodes, like a six way with like those five and somebody else. You could even add in AJ and Finn and still add in somebody else, have like an eight way, make it like a ladder match or something. I don't know. But if it is mainly just those four and Dolph Ziggler, even do like a fatal four way of, uh, Lashley, Rollins, Ziggler, and Ali, the winner faces Austin Theory, something like that. Uh, I just love that stars are gunning for the U.S. title right now. And then we had the main event. And that told a fucking story. First off, unlike the Jericho Appreciation Society, when the Bloodline came out all dressed together, it looked great. All the faces came out, looked like they were ready for a fight. I loved Kevin Owens' uh, tribute to Dusty Rhodes as far as, like, his pants go, his shirt. I love the way that Drew walked to the ring like he was a stone-cold killer. It's the, it's the intensity that he's been missing since turning babyface, honestly. The brawling brutes are fucking over as hell right now. Um... Jay is a workhorse. I'm glad that he and Dunn started the match because they are both workhorses. The fact that Roman made sure that Jimmy didn't come to the ring first, that it was Sammy, was perfect. Sammy saving Jay was great. Uh, everyone in the bloodline knows their roles perfectly. With, you know, Jay being the distruster, Roman being the leader, Heyman just kind of soaking everything in. Sammy just being the best thing to watch right now. Jimmy being the wisecracker, more laid back of the group. And Solo just sitting back, arms folded, mean bugging everybody. Everyone has their roles perfectly. And Solo Sokoa definitely showed last night that he is the best to come from 2.0. I wasn't the biggest fan when he was in 2.0. Maybe it has to do with the fact that he was a babyface. But since coming to Raw, he has improved in his ring game. He has improved in his character. Everything. He is fantastic right now. Um, I love that Roman was the only member of the Blood on not wearing the red pants. It worked for him. Uh, the five-way chest pounding was fantastic. Um not as many weapons as the women's, thankfully. Um, the end was great. Sammy making the sacrifice of friendship in favor of Roman Reigns. And it told a story to her, too, because it's like, you know, he didn't really turn on Kevin Owens because there's a match going on. They're feuding with each other. 
but that internal struggle was there. And when he did hit that low blow, there was just that gasp in the crowd like it was a turn like he wasn't even in the match. It was perfect storytelling. He goes to that corner. He's confused about what he just did. He hits a haluva kick. He uh, holds down Kevin Owens for Jay to do the splash. We get that post-match celebration where Roman hugs Sammy and then all the rest of the bloodline, including Jay, is celebrating with Sammy. It was fucking perfect. Last night's show was probably the best wrestling show since Clash of the Castle. And as I said, wrestling is in a great state right now, especially WWE, especially Raw. But it still has kind of a disinterest since Clash of the Castle. Last night basically just put full gear into WrestleMania. Not full gear the pay-per-view, but just it kicks it in high speed going to WrestleMania. Because there's no there's not pay-per-view until the Rumble. So we're essentially in Mania season anyhow. And I always consider Survivor Series the start of Mania season. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, are we going to get Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn right away? Are we going to get Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns? That's the way I'm thinking. Um, possibly Roman and Kevin Owens at Rumble. I was thinking Sheamus and... Roman Reigns at the Rumble, but it could be either one of those two. Um, Drew versus Solo will probably be getting here pretty soon. We might be getting Brutes and Usos one last time. Um, we might be getting Sammy and Sheamus, you know, before the Rumble, with, you know, leading to, like, Owens and Zayn maybe at the Rumble. I would still love for Sammy Zayn to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Go on to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Something needs to happen eventually, but I honestly don't care. Right now, I'm just soaking this in because this is the best angle in wrestling. The Bloodline is the best faction, in my opinion, honestly, since they might be, they might be better than The Shield. Long-term storytelling, as far as power... They might be better than Evolution. It might be since DX or NWO. Like the whole NWO thing, the major story lasted a little over two years. And so has this. And it's been a fantastic run. And it's not dying down yet. Uh, I'm glad when factions last a long time. It makes them actually feel important. And. Yeah, I thought last night was a great way to feel like a fan. Best event, as I said, since Clash of the Castle. One of the best events of the year. Really only one bad match on the show. But with that, I will probably say happy podcasting, ladies and gentlemen, because Mohammed Fatty is definitely nowhere to be seen. And isn't that typical? Happy podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to the Outflow Macho Drive-In. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's supposed to be two of us. Uh, I mean, Joe O'Connor, but I cannot find Joe O'Connor for the life of me. He said to me that uh, in the War Games uh, ring, and here I am in the ring that's uh, in the first ring. 
right inside the Wargames cage and uh, he's nowhere to be found. I don't know where he is. I can't see past this ring though with uh, I think the lights are off or something. But I don't know, this is very unprofessional. I don't, I don't know what is going on here. Or maybe something happened to him. I'm worried about my friend. But hopefully Joe O'Connor is good. Uh, I don't know. Uh, certainly not in that other ring on the further side. I specifically said the closer and the, the outer ring. Well, so, but anyway, he should show up any second now. But since we're on a schedule, I need to do this. So, wow, guys, Survivor Series. Wow. Yes. Wow. That, I don't. I can't say enough good things about this. Uh, what a great show! Five matches. All you needed. Two war games matches that both delivered the hell out of it. Uh, uh, let's be kind and say a substandard match between Ronda Rousey and Chelsea Blackheart. Here's the problem: Ronda Rousey needs a good worker with her, and Chelsea Blackheart is not that good worker. And Chelsea needs someone to lead her, and Ronda Rousey is not that leader. So. What can you do? But AJ Styles and Balor, amazing. It's their stuff is high flying, but it's also fundamentally sound. It's a perfect, you know, match. I think while we were watching it, Joe said that this is what everyone should watch to understand how to do a wrestling match. So yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly. And. Then you got the triple threat match. Now, the triple threat, by the time the triple threat match came up on, I was a little hungered out. I was tired. But this match sucked me and I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't all that interested. Mainly because Ali and Mustafa Ali was taken out of it. But, god damn it, they pulled me back in. The, the, that finishing sequence was amazing. The double hurt lock, that frog dash, that uh, superplex into the Falcon Arrow, interrupted by the spear into the pinfall. Austin Theory finally getting a title. Uh, got it a little too soon after he turned serious for my liking, but I can't throw a flag on it. It's pretty good. Also, that also the weird thing was that product placement they did on the Titan Run and on the uh, and on the electronic screens while he was walking in. But no, that's neither here or there. So let's talk about the meat and bones. Uh, let's talk about War Games. Oh, I really love you, William Regan. Wish he was still the deal to be. Anyway, well, yeah, but still, he's he's involved in that apparently, I think, what's the only decent uh, angle in AEW. That's another rant for another time, though. Uh, so, women's war games. Bianca Belair starting the match for her team and Dakota for the damage control team. Now, Dakota Kai is uh, perfect because she is experienced in war games. She has started war games before, and she looks like the person who has the best cardio out of the bunch in her team. And... Uh, Bianca Belair, well, that's what the leader does. You can't start with Becky because Becky has to be on last because she's the main event. She's the man. What a fantastic match. Uh, Dakota Kai and Yusha Rai did a great job as the tag team they were coming in. Um, Beck, uh, uh, Asuka was phenomenal as always. Don't understand that she is. Uh, Alexa Bliss really did a number on that cable of the camera the one thing i don't like is first of all guys all my fellow fans can we please retire that we want tables uh, chant it's silly and stupid and you're chanting for a piece of furniture you should be able to chant for the wrestlers um and uh, for the whole you know 
bringing in weapons uh, taking too long to get weapons in while after you start and uh, that uh, that takes me out a bit a little bit but loved it but the match itself was great the spots were great once becky lunch came in there was like new invigorated life in the whole thing and yeah amazing amazing job everyone everyone involved that double uh, uh, becky lunch coming in there was the manhandle slam i think it was on the code through a table that was looked um, looked powerful af and the double rocket finish and the whole there was like this whole like you know they were gonna go for that big tower of doom powerbomb thing that was interrupted by nikki cross which was underrated no one talked about it but a very great heel tactic uh, and alexa bliss for some reason she looks disinterested i don't know if this is like a build-up to the dark alexa god i hope not but that was but um what else yeah just a great fun fun match that's uh, that you, there's not a little moment there's one thing i'm going to say about the war games match the whole thing the match the war games match only starts when all competitors are in the ring that means that the what happened before was like what you know sanctioned unlawful fighting because people have to go walk in there's a shark cage in so you're regulating whatever everything that happens before the match it's just doesn't make sense that the match only starts when everyone's in. You could just say the match can only end once everyone is in. It's a much easier cop out. But anyway, I'm not sure if that's how the war games matches started and they did the whole thing. And speaking of uh, how they started, that intro by Ozzy Osbourne. Wow, my goodness. Yeah, war pace. Yeah, I still say I will. I would have preferred if they had done the Metal Lords version of all of Warbreaks, but that would have meant no vocals, which means no Aussie, so, but still, this is good. Uh, Samantha Irvin, ring announcer Samantha Irvin, phenomenal, phenomenal job. I can't say enough, uh, enough good things about this woman and what she brings to the table as far as ring announcing is incredible. Just, you know, make it a point to listen to her when she's announcing people. That's, a, that's all I'm going to say and so let's move on to the main event the men's match first of all leading up to the men's match jay used to going to roman and reporting what he heard and then roman questioning sammy and then roman saying we're going to do what we're going to need you to be right roman reigns is the best professional wrestler slash sports entertainer in the world today bar none i'm i'm sorry if that offends you but i am not accepting any any other the guy is the best right now right now at this moment best in the world no one's on him no one's on his level as far as this game is and everyone around him is actually getting it like everyone again the bloodline is the story that keeps on giving let's talk real quick about the match great match great tribute to dusty Rhodes by kevin owens um the whole dynamics roman reigns having a seat while he's in the cage that was awesome like that's why the mafia boss this his whole like you know jimmy is about to join jay but then roman tells him to hang back sends out uh, sammy <laughs> wow and then the whole kevin owens like you know playing those video games of the first of all the bloodlines entrance alone with that music that amazing amazing music captures roman reigns perfectly and then you know that hug roman reigns gives to jay Isu so he can get uh, while he goes to the ring to start the match for them and then <laughs> solo sokoa just you know standing there 
is just standing there staring down the opposing team while they're in the shark cage just to intimidate me mugging them amazing thing guys amazing people and, and man a great 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 job by everyone involved but and then sit there Sami Zayn and what Sami Zayn did this make no mistake about it this has been Sami this was Sami Zayn's night to shine he was the guy in the main, he was the guy in the center of the main event this is where he became from the jokey like you know guy who hangs around them to the actual to the actual star of the movie that we're talking about this is the guy who's going to be in the bloodline until the bloodline kicks him out for some reason but this but for until then join the right the whole him and kevin owens being oh, kevin owens doing and them smartly not having Sami Zayn or kevin owens touch each other uh, in that match until the very end and then you had that whole thing kevin owens hits roman at the very end when roman reigns enters the match and everyone like chanting roman there was a roar when his when the cage door opened and roman reigns the star of the show started coming in i'm so happy for this man he's he has made it he has become this whole story of the bloodline has been the gift that keeps on giving let's say this now uh, it put roman reigns where he needs to be as far as the face of the company is it gave the usos much needed very much needed depth as tag team because they were going to go stale if it wasn't for this uh, storyline and uh, it solo sokoa had the smoothest transition i think i mean we're gonna have to look back into it and there but it's one of if not the most the smoothest transition from nxt star to main event star the main roster star sorry it like went in there there was no questions about it there was no you know period or where you don't understand what's going on with them and then you got Sami Zayn. this is the thing that finally catapulted Sami Zayn to where he needs to be as far as a minimum player as far as a guy who is taking a serious loss as far as a guy who quite frankly it might not seem like it now but he's going to be in a position where he's going to be a contender for the championship if not the guy to win it so and the great drama of Sami Zayn finally turning on Kevin Owens stopping the referee from counting Kevin Owens well first of all Kevin Owens had Roman Reigns beat no one has had Roman Reigns beat since Drew McIntyre I guess this is the closest that Roman Reigns got to being beat since then and then Sami Zayn stopping the ref not hitting Kevin Owens you see because you still wanted that doubt of he's not gonna hit his friend until he actually hits the low blow hits him with the Luva kick and Kevin Owens falls into him shades of battleground 2016 everyone thought about that I'm not you know special for thinking about but uh, and then after that after after this he he puts him up as a sacrifice for Jey Uso let's Jey Uso take the win for the bloodline and that's him solidifying himself gets accepted by Roman with that hug and then gets accepted by Jey Uso with the hug and then he himself rips off the shirt because he's no longer an honorary use in his mind and wow just pure cinematic matches like this storytelling and matches like this is what made me fall in wrestling in the first place that's all I'm saying about it. So, what do we think is going to happen? Now, Sami Zayn, now the whole thing, this was a perfect catalyst for Sami Zayn to fuck up things for the bloodline and then get tossed out a couple of weeks later, but that's not what's going to happen now. Now, you're saying, okay, so the whole Sami Zayn versus Roman thing is up. I'd say not necessarily. They're just extending it, maybe past WrestleMania at this point. But here's what I think is going to happen. Exclusive for you guys, this is the first time I'm going to say I think Sami Zayn going to be in a position with the bloodline where he is going to have where they're going to demand that he torture Kevin Owens or some 
do something really heinous to Kevin Owens, like end his career or something, you know, have that situation. And they're gonna ask Sammy to do it because he's part of the bloodline now. They're not testing him, they're just wanting to do it. And this is when he's gonna say, no, this is wrong, and he's gonna stop, and he's not gonna do it. He's not necessarily gonna fight the bloodline, but he's just gonna, you know, stand up for his friend. And then the beating is gonna ensue. It might be on that spot, or they might have like a travel meeting afterwards. But the beating is gonna ensue, and they're gonna, and Sami Zayn is gonna get that heat of like where, you know, kids are gonna cry watching this unfold. And then you're off to the races. Sami Zayn gets away, it uh, takes a couple of months off, comes back stronger than ever, works his way through the bloodline, and then he goes all the way up to Roman Reigns challenging him for the title and I would say then that Sami Zayn is the perfect guy to take the title off Roman Reigns. It's actually better than him screwing up at, the, at War Games because now you're thinking about Sami Zayn will make a conscious decision not to do something that is wrong and that's where it, uh, that's where you get an, a protagonist instead of an antagonist who just got forced into it because he was uh, because he was uh, you know backstabbed which is an old wrestling trope of like, you know what, we're gonna cheer this guy because the, because he's still a bad guy, but the other bad guy doesn't like him anymore. And that's what I'm thinking. All in all, an excellent Survivor Series, an excellent War Games, an excellent uh, press conference afterwards. Uh, if you didn't check it out, I, I really suggest you check it out. Paul Heyman uh, finally displays those, you know, verbal techniques he has. And Triple H, that's how you conduct the media scrum, oh, sorry, at press conference. Oops. Anyway, I'm gonna have to search for Joe. I don't know. I'm gonna, maybe he's in the corner of the ring. Of the ring, I cannot see him or anything. But thank you for joining us in the Outlaw Mature Driving. Please exit the driving uh, in orderly fashion, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Love you. Bye, Joe. Joe, where are you, Joe?